0: This is the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, eyeballs! Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-tickled
1: Louie Fox. That's right. I'm tickled pink. Oh, are boy. you? No, no, I'm not. I'm a little bit red due to the whiskey.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are <laughs> sipping some uh, whiskey. Louie brought in a few bottles of whiskey that he's been keeping in his trunk of his car. I don't know if you're trying to hide it from your wife or... If
1: you've ever hung out with me, you know that I'm all about the trunk booze. <laughs> Because you hit the end of the night, and people are like, oh, there's no more booze. I'm like, you want to go to my car? Yeah,
0: that's nice. Well, that's, that's good. Um, you know, you graduated from offering candy to kids to <laughs> offering whiskey to adults. It's,
1: oh, so... hey, I was just hanging out with my dad, and I forgot to ask how your trip with your dad was to Boston. Ah. Be- because I've never done a trip with my dad, and I don't think I could.
0: Would your dad not be fun to travel with?
1: My dad can be wacky, and he, he's on his own pace. Gotcha. Yep.
0: Well, um, Erica and I went out to New York and Boston for my parents' 50th anniversary. So my parents had their 50th anniversary and my siblings and I all pitched in. We got tickets to my parents for Yankee Stadium for all a right. Yankees game and at Fenway Park for a Boston Red Sox game. And then we sent them on a cruise from Boston to Montreal. <laughs> to New York. <laughs> yeah. Back to New York. <laughs> And so I was sort of, my parents are a little bit older. They're, you know, they've traveled a decent amount, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little worried about them getting around in New York and Boston. And so I was like, I'm just going to go out there and sort of help facilitate this. Yeah.
1: They're like, once they get to Montreal and it's French Canadian, yeah, they're on their own. You know?
0: But yeah, so it was great. New York was fun. Then we went to Boston and I took my parents on the Freedom Trail. It takes you on the tour of like essentially where America was founded, like where the war started, where the sort of uh, the Revolutionary War started. And uh, so you go to like the uh, Old North Church where they would ring the bell when the British were coming. Uh, OK. Stuff like Is that. Is that
1: where like the one by land, two by sea? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Who knows?
0: I was drunk most of the time.
1: <laughs> so were the founding fathers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Uh, So it was funny because like my parents, my mom is huge history buff, Uh but they are older and it's, it was cold and (laughs) it's, it's like a three mile walk to go through. And it's funny because like it starts at the visitor center in this park and then you go up the old capital of Boston or whatever. And then you walk through this park and this park is just full of like, junkies, oh, people scratching themselves, methed out, drug so dealers are going down. it hasn't
1: changed a, th- a thing since <laughs> 1776.
0: Because, so like, you're at uh, my old parents, like, just <laughs> in their mid-70s and scuttling through this heroin park.
1: And they're like, we could have just visited you in South Seattle to get this.
0: <laughs> I was like, freedom comes in many forms.
1: <laughs> and this guy's form is heroin. <laughs> this guy's opium? Yeah,
0: you know, freedom's come a long way. <laughs> Our founding fathers died to make this drug deal possible.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: and then, you know, we went to the old cemetery where Sam Adams is buried and where um, Paul Revere is buried. Now,
1: do people go to Sam Adams' grave and pour out a San Adams? Yeah, Sam there was Adams. bottles
0: of beer there. All right. Um, Paul Revere was funny because uh, I was taking a it picture. It was all Beastie Boys. CDs. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just
1: <laughs> you know.
0: There was these people uh, taking a picture, and they were in an Idaho sweatshirt. And I was like, that's kind of unusual. You don't see people rocking Idaho gear if they're not from Idaho, Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> Last time I was in Idaho, I did everything I could to not buy an <laughs> I I was cold, but I drove to Montana to buy a Montana So sweatshirt.
0: I was like, hey, where are in Idaho? Do you guys from? And they're like, we're from Coeur d'Alene. I was like, oh, I used to work at the school in Coeur d'Alene. And they're like, oh, we know the old principal of that school. I was like, that's my good friend. Oh, so this- I was just like, how random is that? Yeah. So we took like a selfie, and then they went on their way. But- We were like walking, we got to this church where the Boston Massacre happened, right? And my dad like disappeared. My dad's like a photograph junkie, right? He's He's just like constantly photographing and it annoys everybody. Yeah, Not well, just it, family, but everybody in the vicinity. You know vicinity. why
1: he does it? It's the Alzheimer's.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And
1: Did I take a picture of this already? Well, it's funny. It was
0: like he disappeared and the Boston Massacre site is right outside of this church. So he disappeared and we found him and he was like standing like right by the massacre site. And he was like fixing his hat. And we walked up and, you know, we looked at the Boston Massacre plaque and then we walked away. And about an hour later, we're on the Freedom Trail. He's like, it's a shame we didn't see that Boston Massacre site. <laughs> We all, Erica, my mom, and we we're like, "You were literally standing on the freaking plaque, dude!
1: <laughs> People were asking you to move off of the plaque so they could take a picture." Sir, could
0: you move off the Boston Massacre? <laughs> could you take a picture of us on the Boston Massacre? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it is the Alzheimer's. Who knows? Yeah, but it was just like, what the hell? It was just, it was just funny to like because my parents they were just complaining the whole time, yeah. and I was like, "This is what it's like to have children." I think like. <laughs> My kids, because my mom's like, you were the same way when you were seven, and I took you on this, field. and I was like, yeah, I was seven. Who gives a shit about Benjamin Franklin's parents? Yeah, and you're
1: like, you're double sevens.
0: <laughs> uh, so it was a good trip, man. I, my parents, they're fun to travel with, be- only because you, if you have an itinerary, they'll do whatever. Like yeah. I take them to art museums, we go to weird restaurants and weird sites to check out, and they're they're game for anything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, outside of you know. They complain a lot of the Freedom Trail, but...
1: The last time I had dinner with my dad, he left, and so me and my brother were sitting in this restaurant for like an hour, just hanging out, talking. My dad shows up with his neighbor, and he starts to eat, (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't even sit with us.
0: Really? He, he He's like, I gotta go take a nap. I'm tired. Yeah,
1: no. He's like, I gotta go. I got a thing. And we're like, okay. We'll be. And he, comes back. <laughs> he
0: comes back. He's telling us we're like, you no, know, this really good
1: spot. And then he like <laughs> waves like, hey, what's up? And then sits in a different table. Yeah, that's.
0: I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> it was amazing. He didn't even introduce us to the dude. <laughs>
0: hey, I, I know those guys. They're just dudes from around town.
1: Yeah, it was so funny.
0: <laughs> he's like, those two are assholes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, well, you want to get to the stories? Let's do it. All right. to some weird stuff this story comes
1: from themere.co.uk. that's a news source more reliable than a SWAT team on Ambien yeah it'd be pretty tough (laughs)
0: like should we storm this uh, drug house Ah, let's let's just hang out
1: (laughs) have a little little shut eye and then
0: stab each other in the leg and see uh if if we can feel
1: it I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna wake up in a little bit (laughs) and have a sandwich So
0: this story, it just came out. It's about uh, historical, something that happened 50, 60 years ago.
1: Yeah, but it was just declassified by the man. Yeah. It goes like
0: this declassified cia documents show secret use of photographer spy pigeons in cold war
1: that just proves that everyone can be a photographer now if pigeons were doing it in the 50s yeah
0: it's true like they're pretty much now everyone can have professional photographs like these yeah. pigeons like have photoshop
1: <laughs> they got like they're editing its stuff Your color correcting that bad boy yeah <laughs>
0: Secrets of Cold War spy pigeons have been revealed after the CIA declassified sensitive files from the
1: time. I like that everyone got mad at the outing of Valerie Plame, but no one cares about the uh, pigeons being outed. Yeah.
0: What's interesting to me is like why they decided on pigeons, right? They're like sitting around a round table. They're like, what animals do you think could infiltrate the USSR? And take sweet pictures. (laughs) And And this guy's like, oysters (laughs) no that won't work clams no that won't work either scallops slugs no do you even work here (laughs) what the hell are you doing in this intelligence committee
1: it's like no i work for Starkists though
0: (laughs) i'm an oceanographer (laughs) you invited me most of the ussr doesn't touch water This files from the 1960s and 70s reveal how pigeons were trained for clandestine
1: missions photographing sensitive sites inside the Soviet Union. The hardest part about teaching them how to do these photography was how to properly do the white balance. (laughs)
0: Essentially, this is like the original Google Earth. Yeah,
1: it's like way Google (laughs) Earth. Google Earth pigeon view. You know all these traditional spies, though. They're like... Our jobs are being taken away by pigeons. (laughs) All these pigeons. Pigeons. (laughs) The release
0: also reveals how ravens were used to drop bugging device on windowsills and dolphins were trained for underwater missions. Yeah,
1: because dolphins. Do we know
0: what the dolphins
1: were being used for? They were doing like mine detection and well, and they were kind of suicide mission too, I think. Oh yeah, totally. Where they would go hunt for mines and then blow them up. Yeah, so these
0: ravens were used to drop bugs on the windowsills of people, I guess? Of uh, buildings, yeah. Oh, gotcha. They're like, you're supposed to get Krushnikov. You got a mom with quintuplets.
1: <laughs> you got Octomom. <laughs> oh, here's babies crying. <laughs> Goddamn ravens. That's better than your S- pigeons, though. All we got is pictures of sandwiches that were <laughs> half eaten. The CIA believed animals could
0: fulfill unique tasks for the agency's clandestine operations behind the iron curtain at the height of tensions between russia
1: and the u.s can you imagine signing off on, like congress has to approve that budget they're like 80 million dollars in 1950 money for a pigeon team yes <laughs> yeah totally I like we that. got a seal team we'll do the pigeon team right <laughs> get rid
0: of guns no pigeons dropping <laughs> bugs <laughs> on the windowsills yes uh so yeah i wonder how they like recruited the pigeons right (laughs) (laughs) they just put the newspaper ad on the bottom of the uh their cages they wrap sandwiches in the ad (laughs) help needed you must be two years old to join are you a good flyer and hate russia (laughs) you want to serve your country The secret files are stored at the CIA's headquarters in Langley, Virginia, in a museum which is not open to the general public. Worst kind of museums ever. So I guess it's still secret then yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> uh, available to the general public. The nineteen seventies operation codenamed Tacana. Explored the use of pigeons with tiny cameras strapped to their bodies to automatically take
1: photos. The newly released files show. So, Tacana is a South American volcano.
0: What's funny is, I have put a camera on my old cat.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: so, there's like these small cameras you can buy, and I hung it around the cat's collar. And made it so it takes picture every three minutes. And Mm. so I let the cat out and it got all sorts of crazy photos. Yeah. Mostly of dead rats. (laughs) It caught a Kyrgyzstani spy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was crazy. Like had other cat pictures and Uh, I was like, take pictures of the neighborhood. And I'm like, I don't even know where that
1: is in this neighborhood. It's going places that you don't even know. (laughs) It took advantage
0: of the fact that the Humble Pigeon can be dropped somewhere they have never been before and have the amazing ability to find their way hundreds of miles back home. It's crazy, man. The Humble Pigeon, how humble is it after it just did a super secret mission <laughs> and then flew 100 miles back? Uh, after that, they're the bragging pigeon.
1: Yeah. yeah. You can't hang out with that pigeon anymore. <laughs> the pigeon's a douche. <laughs> so full of himself. I just helped a guy play chess at the park. <laughs> I remember when you were a Humble Pigeon. <laughs> They changed you.
0: <laughs> the use of pigeons for communications date back thousands of years, but it was in World War I that they began to be used for intelligence gathering.
1: Now, I used to use a pigeon to communicate with my mom. I would find a pigeon and be like, hey, ask mom if it's okay if I stay out after curfew. And then it comes back. It's like, coo.
0: <laughs> coo? Coo. And then it didn't come back, <laughs> so you assumed it was okay. Yeah.
1: You said, you said, coo, Seems mom. good
0: logic. How coo, like, oh, cool. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In World War 2 a little-known branch of British intelligence, MI-14, ran a secret pigeon service which dropped birds in a container with a parachute over occupied Europe.
1: Yeah, because birds can't fly. <laughs> <of them>. like, <laughs> these birds need a parachute. Little mini parachute. They have to go through, like, parachute training. <laughs> They're jumping out of a helicopter. A you know, backup
0: parachute. What we should get is birds that fly. Yeah. <laughs> a questionnaire was attached. In, a questionnaire. A questionnaire was attached to more than 1,000 pigeons. Guess who
1: likes you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Check here if you have uranium. <laughs> Check yes if you hate England. <laughs> A thousand pigeons return with messages including details of V1 rocket launch sites and German radar stations. One message from a resistance group produced
1: a 12-page intelligence report sent directly to Churchill. And that's like, do you know how many pigeons you have to have at typewriters to get a (laughs) (laughs) 12-page? Most of it was like, the Germans
0: love to eat pigeons. (laughs) That's what we've learned from this. After the war, a special pigeon subcommittee of Britain's Joint Intelligence Committee looked at options for the
1: Cold War, but didn't pursue the use of pigeons. Well, but after they were successful in in the uh, Cold War, the actual, the pigeon, were awarded the congressional earthworm of freedom <laughs> nice. however the cia continued
0: exploiting pigeon power and also trained a raven to deliver and retrieve small objects of up to 40 grams from windowsills of inaccessible
1: buildings you need to roid up that raven so it can lift more than 40 grams
0: yeah if i was uh alive during when all this was happening i would use a drug raven.
1: Ah, right? Like, you
0: don't, it's like, you know, the drug monkey in those hangover movies. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like technically you're not the one dealing the drugs. It's the monkey that's delivering the, uh, that's smart. Yeah.
1: Use an intermediary.
0: A flashing red laser beam was used to mark the target and a special lamp would draw the bird back. The CIA secretly delivered a listening device by bird to a windowsill, although no audio was picked up from the intended target that BBC reports.
1: So basically, you're just telling us there was an awesome failed mission.
0: Yeah. The CIA also looked at whether migratory birds could be used to place sensors to detect whether the Soviet Union had tested chemical weapons. We did a story about a crane that picked up a guy's phone oh, in yeah. Africa, right? Yeah. we flew like 5,000 miles.
1: Yeah, the phone was, he was using an old phone as a GPS device on the bird. Oh, he attached it to the bird. That's yeah, and was. then the bird was like, Peace, I'm out, and the bird left. Someone shot it down. <laughs> yeah, I think something like that happened. I have to remember this. Another story.
0: operation called Acoustic Kitty involved placing listening devices inside a cat.
1: And we have that fact in one of the uh, strange stories from the time capsule with yes. Dr. Henry.
0: Yes, they, they actually, it worked. They had a phone that was inside of a cat. No,
1: it was, so what it was, they wired the cat's brain to a receiver like 50 feet away, and the guy would whisper into the cat's ear, And the guy could hear it. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. You never know when you don't have it. Another end of a phone, yeah. and you have a cat available <laughs> and, and a bunch of soldering <laughs> tools. A bunch
1: of surgical <laughs> neurological tools. This is in the 1950s, though. Like, I think in 1950, before we had OSHA and human rights, we were like an inch away from Frankenstein.
0: Oh, absolutely. In the 1960s, the files showed the CIA also looked at using dolphins for harbor penetration, yeah. but found problems in handing over control from a trainer who had worked with a dolphin to a field agent.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you have the trainer be the field lady?
0: Yeah, that seems silly.
1: It seems like a, a, a simple step. Because we weren't on the, this
0: board of <laughs> the directors at the CIA. By 1967, the CIA was spending more than $600,000 on three top secret programs, OxyGas for Dolphins, Axiolite involving birds, and Ketchel with dogs and cats.
1: When they put the phone on the cat, they're like, can you hear me <laughs> Stop stop it did you actually write that i wrote down? that down oh! i wrote it down for two sentences kills, ago and i didn't get it out. Kills it kills me
0: that kills me so i think that this is interesting i i love the idea of carrier pigeons i love the idea of using pigeons for this sort of stuff. I'm not a fan of, like, the suicide dolphins or the cat phone.
1: Yeah. Well, the, we did – we our, sir, we looked up another one that they had were bat bombs. Yes. Where they would have a bunch of bats and they would strap, like, time bombs on them. And then they would drop a cage of bats into your town and the bats would go fly around yeah. and then go to sleep in buildings and then they'd start blowing up buildings everywhere.
0: Oddly, I'm kind of into that. But, <laughs> but the other one's not so much. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs>
1: I have no idea why (laughs) cat phone cat lives. (laughs) Everyone's happy. Who wouldn't want a cat phone? And then your cat calls. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm deleting that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what do we think about this?
1: I mean, I'm a fan of them, especially using the, the technology of the day where they went. That was like super old school.
0: Yeah. Well, I've, a little upset that they released the information that they did this but we can't see the photos like yeah. i would love to see some pigeon photos yeah right Let's... like my cat photographs and we'll post we should post one of my cat yeah. photographs it's pretty awesome man i would love to see what pigeons took it's like oh there's the uh, the uh leader of the soviet union was actually bald
1: yeah <laughs> here's, here's me pooping on stalin <laughs> That's what you do. You train him to poop on Stalin.
0: <laughs> Stalin was dead in the fifties. Now we had, reject- we, we had a rejected Khrushchev.
1: Khrushchev. We had a rejected story because there wasn't much there. It was a politician giving a speech about too much pigeon poop and a pigeon poof on his <laughs> head. Damn straight. <laughs> Protest. And the pigeons like I work for the CIA. <laughs> And you don't give me the decency I to come from a long I... line of CIA pigeon
0: photographers.
1: I serve my country overseas behind enemy lines. I have earned the right to poop wherever I want. You can't take it away from me. <laughs> it's, my, it's my Fifth Amendment right.
0: All right. So uh, this is a pretty cool story, and I hope they open it up someday to the general public so that we can all see it. Yeah, I want to see some dog-cat pictures. I want to see it all. Yeah, I like it. And now, it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. Grover Cleveland was the only president who was also an executioner. Weird news story part two. This story comes from
1: gizmodo.com. That's a news source more reliable than the taste of some delicious vaped salmon. Vaped salmon? It's like smoked salmon. Just gives Ah, you popcorn lung. Ah,
0: blueberry flavored, (laughs) cotton candy flavored salmon.
1: Yes, somewhere there's a native guy on the side of the road shedding a tear. (laughs) This story
0: starts out. In the animals section on this site, and it says mass explosion
1: of bull semen
0: after fire at genetics lab.
1: Now, we did a story in episode 46 about a uh, 23andMe for cows called Tutter.
0: Yeah. No, it's not a 23andMe. Oh, it's a dating site. It's a dating site. It's a hookup site for (laughs) cows so that farmers can connect their cows with bulls, you know, like i don't know strong bowls or whatever i forget what it was but it was so that they could you know hook them up and get them impregnated essentially
1: yeah the old-fashioned way not with the uh, genetics lab (laughs) an arranged (laughs) hookup by their parental figures (laughs) exactly this story starts out a
0: fire in an australian genetics laboratory has caused 100 cryogenic cylinders containing bowl semen to explode Destroying thousands of dollars worth of semen stock, according to Australian news outlets. The laboratory is full
1: of semen stock and Walt Disney's head.
0: <laughs> 100 cryogenic cylinders containing bull semen to explode. Red Bull might have to halt their production after this. <laughs> but who knew that bull semen was so flammable? Let's not let this get out to the Taliban. Yeah. Be more explosive than C4. It's, it's B2. <laughs> Firefighters were dispatched to the YARAM Herd Service in Gippsland, Victoria, around 3 o'clock a.m. on Tuesday morning. It took responders two hours to contain the fire, according to Australia's ABC News. Gippsland firefighter commander Chris Losh told ABC that the situation presented unusual difficulties for the fire crews that fought the
1: blaze. The most difficult part is when they call the chief, and they're like,
0: Chief (laughs) Yeah, the most difficult part is telling your wife or husband what caused the fire today. (laughs) <laughs> they're like, the fire
1: was raging just like this bull's herpes. Tell my kids I love them. I'm going to be in the shower for the next three years. <laughs> I'm going to go light myself on fire and have third degree burns. But trust me, I'll be healthier.
0: I'm going to brush my teeth until it bleeds. <laughs> Firefighters went into a defense mode initially to protect themselves because... <laughs> from, from herpes.
1: Because <laughs> from... <laughs> here's the thing. Once you get the bovine herpes and you go to the doctor and they're like... You have bovine herpes. Do you have anything you want to tell me? Like, honestly, I was, I was a firefighter. Like, yeah. It is Australia.
0: <laughs> yeah, Because there was also LPG, liquefied petroleum gas cylinders at the neighboring property, and they did a magnificent job, Cole told ABC. There was a couple of other flammable liquid cylinders stored within the building, which did cause projectiles to exit the building. <laughs> projectile. It's a semen missile. It's a Bulgocchi. <laughs> Bonnie Barkmayer, a journalist with Wynn News Gippsland, who was on the scene, also reported that firefighters were threatened by projectiles. <laughs> so messed
1: up. I would just let this one burn. So there's
0: a picture of the site where the fire started, and it looks like a place where moonshine is made. <laughs> it
1: does not look like a triogenics lab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks like a shack. It's like they were drinking the moonshine. on are like this is some strong stuff. What's the secret? A whole lot of bull.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Authorities are investigating the cause of the fire. Yarem Herd Services has reportedly been in operation for 20 years, providing herd testing, freeze branding, consultation, and artificial insemination to local farmers. Committee vice chairman of the company, Aaron Thomas, told ABC that 100 cryogenic cylinders were lost in the fire. He said that each container was worth three hundred forty to six hundred eighty-five U.S. dollars, excluding semen, and the semen inside them varies in price.
1: Yeah, on the street value, how far down you cut it. <laughs> we're we talking. We're talking. What level the drug dealer?
0: <laughs> yeah, the semen inside them varies in price. Ain't that the truth, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're coming into the AI season. I like how how I can see some like tech conference where the guy's selling the technology for freezing the bull semen, and the guy who's doing it and they're talking about I need some AI for your AI (laughs) it's like artificial (laughs) intelligence for my artificial
0: insemination Uh, so the season started so there would have been substantial amounts of semen inside the tanks that we've lost which was owned by our local farmers and it could range in value from $5 per straw to $95 per straw I love how they measure the amounts of semen by the same way that kids drink chocolate milk (laughs) (laughs) or or, straws
1: (laughs) or how you decide who's getting pushed off the light wrapped <laughs> now i did i did a, a a little bit of research into how to collect uh semen from a bowl uh-huh. basically you this shove is it before the story oh yeah 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 okay. no, this is on my free time <laughs> basically you shock its beehole. okay and then like it... electric electric shock its butt yep okay well you stick a thing into its anus it shocks it and then it comes Really? Yeah. Who knew? Uh, apparently, due to the sex store <laughs> <door> knew. <laughs> because I didn't do this research on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he just asked the dude,
0: how do I get a bowl
1: to come? Yep. He's like, here's fraud, what you need. Brought
0: its butthole. <laughs> Thomas told the news outlet. Many farmers had semen stock in the now destroyed building. It's going to be a huge blow, especially for our farmers, he said. I feel like a lot of these uh, statements are purposely
1: innuendo based. Yeah. Right? Unless because they're an Australian, they're so not <laughs> innuendo based oh, yeah, true. based on slang.
0: But they don't know who caused the fire. I mean, we've seen fires at Planned Parenthoods, for fertility clinics, but this has gone too far. It's, it's, a, it's a scorned cow. Yeah. <laughs> but the police have ruled out a jealous ex-lover X of one of the bulls.
1: <laughs> so could be a cow, could be a farmer. You don't know. So what do we think about this? It sucks for the farmers. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's insurance, but it does set them back a little bit because now they got to go reharvest and Got to do it the old-fashioned way. And based on the eHow article I read <laughs> on how to harvest this, it does not look like a fun process. <laughs> It was like, be sure your gloves go up to your shoulders. I
0: hope they have like a reserve, like the seed bank in Iceland, right? Like, you know, like underground somewhere they have like, these are the most priceless bull semen. This is the great albino bull.
1: They're cloning them. (laughs) It's a Jurassic Park for bulls. They're pulling bull DNA out of amber. Yeah. Amber is the name of a cow.
0: (laughs) At least when they have the, we did the Tudder story, at least that exists. So maybe they could, you know, fall back on that and yeah. maybe,
1: you know. Well, maybe we don't need cryogenics in bulls having sex with cows. Yeah. Just have, have them go in the field and do their thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these aren't like show bulls, I, I would imagine. Yeah, maybe they are. Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, it's it's unfortunate
0: that that happened, and um, it sucks for the people who were relying on that. But, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is uh, quite funny. And who knew that it was so flammable? <laughs> but I would love to hear the – get the call on the uh, – yeah, we got a fire down at the uh, bull semen plant. <laughs> <Wait>, what? <laughs> Okay, hang up. Yeah, Call again.
1: Hey, we got a fire.
0: Yeah, we heard you. We get the...
1: Yeah, no one wants to respond. <laughs> this is a volunteer fire department. We're busy playing solitaire here. <laughs> We're busy making chili.
0: <laughs> and this would be a good story, you know, for the roundtable of future firefighters yeah. holiday parties. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> cool. I like it. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and lending your time to our silly podcast.
1: Yes, we appreciate it spending your October with us. It was amazing. Yes.
0: Uh, where can the fine people see the Louis Fox Show coming up this week?
1: I just got a couple local gigs going, so nothing, nothing exciting. I'm on November first. You can catch me at the dog groomers, dropping my dog off and nice. picking it up. Nice.
0: Do you hang out while the dog is being groomed, or do you go out and go hit the bar and then come
1: back? There's a pizza place next door. Uh, naturally, and it's a, <laughs> it's amazing because this pizza place has like a family running around. Like there's pizza ovens. People are putting stuff in there, yelling at each other. They're having fights. There's little kids building Lego. Kramer's
0: putting his shirt in there to get warmed up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty intense, but pretty amazing. Nice. And where can they catch you? Uh, from the 29th to the 31st, I am on the Disney Wonder. I'll be in Cabo, Mazalan, and then Puerto Vallarta. Ooh, the PV. And, and then, yeah, the PV. I always that uh, sounds a little weird. <laughs> sounds I, a little std yeah, it's like, and then on the 1st, I'm flying to Barbados, and I'm catching the Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas. And we'll be going to... Barbados, Aruba, and Curacao. Ooh. So, if you want to come on any of those, you're more than welcome. We'll hang out. We'll hang out in uh, Aruba and Curacao, which are pretty cool. Curacao is where I rode an ostrich the last time I was there. Oh,
1: nice! That's you wanted to get an ostrich for your yard. I
0: did. <laughs> after, well, after this, I was like, I'm going to get an ostrich. How awesome! How awesome would that be if, you're, like, you're just walking by my house and there's just an ostrich head like looking <laughs> over the top of the fence.
1: The mailman starts macing it because <laughs> it's attacking him.
0: So, thank you so much, folks. If you want to send us an email. You can do that info at odd and offbeat.com. We are always looking for new unusual news stories. Or personal stories as well. Absolutely. If you have any suggestions, complaints, Confessions. arguments, please, you can send that to us, of course, yep. and we will uh, read them with discretion. We yes. We will leave your name out if you want to confess something. Yeah, like we'll that. just use your first
1: name and last initial.
0: <laughs> uh, you can also check us out on all the social sites and our meme contest, which happens every Thursday.
1: And you can check us out on the Patreon, which is where you can help support us for as little as $2 a month. That that's less than my heroin habit.
0: Yes, which is very expensive. <laughs> which
1: is very expensive.
0: <laughs> so we need your Patreon co- contributions <laughs> to go towards Louie's heroin habit. And maybe we'll help support some heroin habits in the Boston Park.
1: There you go. On the
0: Freedom Trail. <laughs> the freedom Trail. <laughs> we have to remind people what freedom <laughs> freedom, what freedom, looks like.
1: Sweet Lady H is what it looks like.
0: <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Stay weird. Today's show is sponsored by Spirit Airlines. We're hoping to get enough money to paint our planes by 2025. Laziness, that's the spirit.